Hello and welcome to Reckless Renovation with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake and we've got a huge show for you today. Are you looking to spend your weekends in a relaxing, fulfilling and productive way? Well, we've got the show for you. This week I'll be telling you how to fix a bodgy paint job on your ceiling as well as giving tips on how to do the perfect pork roast crackling on the Weber. And I'll show you how to unearth some gold in your garage and turn some of your unwanted trash into cold hard cash. I'm Lord Funkington and this week I've got some beautiful tips to help you get your garden in tip-top shape including a beautiful little pot plant that'll really shine and bring back those bees. And I'm the shark. I'll be showing you how to tear up the fretboards to impress your friends. <coughs> and I'm Denny Stewart and I'll be uh, I, uh, giving you tips on how to uh, win friends and influence people. All that and heaps more in this week's show. Because no one wants to talk about the f***ing footy. Break out the pork. Break out the pork. Break out the pork. It's Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet. Some are saying second most popular now. Second most popular? Yeah, some people are saying second most popular. Second most popular. And who's yeah. first then? Oh, Green Machine Podcast. Of course it is. Yeah. No, they actually said that we're second now. Did they, they said they'll allow us to call ourselves second. <laughs> but numbers are up. Numbers really? are up. It, it seems that people in times of crisis, they want to turn to sort of a, a trusted voice. A trusted voice. <laughs> and who would that be? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we've got some trusted voices for you Some later. of my friends, though, who aren't actually um, Raiders fans and more just general broad-speaking NRL fans, have told me in the past they enjoy the podcast more when we're going badly. Because when everything's going too well, you know, it's just a bit too happy and nice. And well, it's true. Well, when we're sort of more arguing amongst ourselves and sort of losing our minds, <laughs> yeah, we are. it's more entertaining. Well, well, yeah, no. And I'm, the hate mail has certainly increased for the pork of late. But we're coming to you from the filthiest storeroom buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal where we blake. No. And we're brought to you with the extremely, <laughs> extremely <laughs> dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Camberator's number one fan forum on the internet. Get online and get engaging. We almost lost our sponsorship last week. Thanks, yeah. thanks John Sharkey. Yeah, we um, ran into some rocks <laughs> thanks to the shark. But we've had a couple of meetings and we've smoothed yeah. things over and we'll be on our best behaviour from now on. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Sorry sh- once again, Greenhouse. Thanks for all your support. Yeah. And yes, we weren't meaning to specifically bag you it was just there was just general theme in the episode last week yeah because you're where we go to look at our online you know content en- engagement. and we were just commenting and so i mean where else would we, well, there isn't yeah. anywhere else to go so less it was the greenhouse and was more some of the content exactly the it's 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 like it's very robust it's like you don't blame australia post well, for I hate do. mail <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but also, a... also while while we're on here, we should point out that the views of um, Lord Funkington, mm-hmm. John Sharkey the Third, and Danny Stewart do in no way reflect or are endorsed by Blake and the Pork. No matter how funny we might find them, that's right. We're also brought to you uh, by the Cash Money sponsorship of Land Speed Records. Come in and buy your CDs, your LPs, your T-shirts, your clothing, your mechanical equipment. For which to play the LPs, I believe you have those too. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. And and we also have a, uh, a machine here that will unwarp your records. It's quite magnificent. Yeah. So come in and buy your products from people who love the Camberators as much as you do. And if you're listening to this podcast, 
I guarantee that you love the Canberra Raiders because, you know... Or you love listening to us doing really badly, which a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. A lot, of people, a lot of people really like Ricky losing the plot as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's voyeurism. Maybe it's voyeurism. Well, look, you said it. You cursed us. You said, um, you know, we're in the descent. Then you said it was the rock bottom. Where are we now, Blake? That was the most inappropriately titled episode two really episodes was. ago. We've hit rock bottom. That was after the Cowboys lost. Yeah, I thought, oh, it can't get worse. It can't, <laughs> can't get any worse than this. No, it did, though, didn't yeah, it? It really it did. did. It did. Uh, last five games, the, the figures thrown around widely, but um, 93 against and only 8-4 in second halves in the last five games. That is just unbelievable. That's shocking stuff. That is that is shocking, shocking stuff. That is amateur hour right there. And we've all sort of looked for answers. We've blamed the rotations. Mm. We've blamed injuries. A lot of people have in the past blamed Josh Hodgson and oh, Jerry yeah. Croker. Really? Well, yeah. There's that, no simple answer. There, there really is the predicament and, we're in, and there is no one single person that I believe this this going to hang on. No. Um, so we're going to break with a bit of tradition here, and we're going to go to a segment very early on. Who's got a lift? I did it that time. The whole damn club. Everyone. This is an absolute rabble. This is horrible. This is just awful. I I am at a loss to think of a last time that I've actually looked at a situation like this and seen a club that has no excuse not to be in the top eight. And you're thinking to yourself, are we actually even going to make the top eight at this stage? This is a rabble. This cannot be laid at the feet of any one person. Every single person, whether you be a club official, a player, a fan, has the opportunity to look at a tough situation and make the decision that helps the whole go forward in the most positive way. And with only a very few exception, pretty much I think everyone has gone into this situation and thought to themselves, what can I do now that can stuff this up worse? Well, I mean, the one thing you'd say of the, of the playing group, um, outside of Ryan Sutton... And arguably Jordan Rappiner. Jordan Rappiner, who, uh, by the way, gets our $20 Blake and the Pork land speed voucher. He does. He, he does. Because he's really the only player I can point at. Uh, yeah, apart from those two, no other player is, is playing as well this year as they they have uh, And I'd like years. to personally say my kiss of death on Jordan Rappiner in his 2021 season is personally responsible for this brilliant form of his. Now, one of my friends said on the weekend, it's a bit of a bit of a sad sign when your best player is a broken down mm. You know, slow, old. slow, slow winger who you didn't even want in the side. I didn't want him the side. Now he's out this week. Oh, and I, I, right now I'd have him at fullback and captain. Yeah. He's out this week because he's because he he's got a dodgy hamstring. Mm. Uh, well, that'll happen when you get to his age. But yeah, look, it's just pathetic. It's horrible. It's 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 a rabble, a rabble. I mean, we are now going for his rebel. There's people leaking to the press. I mean, when you've got Danny Widler and Michael Chamis and and hoops coming in and talking about our clubs and the way they are, clearly from someone talking to them. You've got to look at yourself. These people aren't your friends. They don't give a shit whether you live or die. They are literally the vultures circling around the body, crawling through the desert, waiting for it to die so they can pick its meat off its flesh. If you're talking to them, you're enabling the vultures. Well, I don't think... In terms of the whole, the <laughs> leaks and where they're coming from and everything, I don't think it's one single person. No. I think there's... I think there's yeah, as someone said, you know, when clubs leak, they leak like a sieve. Oh, yeah. Well... A lot of the blame sort of wants to be put on the club. We think a lot of it has come from the manager of of Josh Hodgson and John Bateman, Isaac Moses. I don't personally have that opinion, but I, I could see how other people would have that. Well, 
that's one of one of the main suspects. But then you know, obviously, there's people inside the club as well that are saying things. But yeah, I don't know why you'd like if I don't really understand. Sometimes I know that coaches and administrators give a lot of access and are always taking calls with Buzz Rossfield and James Hooper and everything else. I don't really know what what there is to gain from it. I guess you no. want some. They think they're going to get some favourable coverage, but. Look, the, what I was thinking, because I was thinking about this exact same thing the other day. <clears throat> when Tommy Radonikus died, people were looking at him, <clears throat> and I was one of them, looking at the era he was in was violent, and he embraced that violence. So, yeah, it moved on. He wasn't a nasty person. He just embraced the violence of the day. He was one of the standard bearers of it. So when we retrospect, we have to say that it was violent. There are lots of people look around and, and, and remember the old days of leaking and non-club unity, etc., etc., and are still going down that path when it's very, very clear. Look, does anyone leak at the Melbourne Storm? No. No one leaks at the Melbourne Storm, no. do they? Very rare you hear leaks out of the Sydney Roosters, right? No, exactly. One of the secrets of success is not leaking. So whoever's but the leaking... clubs that are always leaking are the, the Bulldogs and the Tigers and stuff yeah. like that. And the reason they leak, and we don't have this structure, but the reason that those clubs leak so much is because you have different factions mm. competing for control of the board. Yeah. And so inevitably, the, the faction that's out doesn't have control Yeah. leaks a lot of stuff about the faction that does. Yeah, and it's well known for the eel salary cap scandal. Yeah. That material was released on the inside. Well, I mean, we want to talk about whistleblowers. Melbourne Storm, the only reason they got busted for the salary cap was there was a whistleblower. There was a whistleblower, but it wasn't. was someone they had wronged, yeah. and, and, and and that was a mistake that went through there. there it was a rumour that it was the manager of a player. But also, also in that era of Tommy Radonikus, um league was a lot smaller world, yeah. and it was confined to sort of a certain part of Sydney. Yeah. And someone like Tommy Radonikus would be out drinking with journalists, etc., yeah, yeah. etc. It was a different... It was a different a different time. culture. But yeah, if I'm Don Ferner Jr., mm. and I see James Hooper trying to ring... So they go through to voicemail. Mm, mm. Well, he certainly lets my phone calls go through to <laughs> voicemail. There's no question about that. Um, but yeah, it, the one model that I look at that gives me any sort of hope that anything can happen this season, and what I really encourage the coaches, the players, the fans to look at, is in 1995, in the midst of the Super League War, one club in particular was torn to pieces, and that was the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. They were absolutely shattered. Half their players were going to the ARL. Half their players were going to Super League. Well, the League. best players, the best players, reneged on their Super League deals. Yeah, and went to Parramatta. It was McCracken, right. Dean Pay, Jason Smith. But the whole thing was getting ripped to shreds, and their results were absolutely dreadful. They were falling there. Chris Anderson got the, all of them together at one stage and went, "This is making no one happy." We've got this last season together. Let's get our act together. Play like we're mates. Let's send this one out with a bang. Let's get together. And whatever it is, let's play it out to the end as a stinking unit. And I don't know. You know, there's rumours now that George Williams has already signed the deal. I, I think that's a fait accompli. He's gone. I think He's we can gone. accept that's gone. It hasn't been official, but I think we can, you know, we're just waiting for Wigan's transfer fee in order to, you know, yeah. get, get money back for that. Um, Josh Hodgson, um, at this stage, I I think it's 50-50 whether he's here next season or not. Yeah. I'd personally love him to be here next season. I do not want him gone at all, but you can understand that's something in motion. But whatever it is, Joe Tarpanay, what's the story? You know, we don't Joe know. Joe Tarpanay, there's, there's a rumour that started floating around last night <laughs> that he's already done deal to the Roosters for 2022, which, well, is, which is, you know, obviously the nightmare scenario but for he, all of us. But he's... But then he has to be released for that. Yeah, because he signed. He has a contract with us. Yeah, yeah. Until the end of twenty twenty three. But whatever happens next year, whatever happens next year, this mob 
the coaches, the training staff, the team need to pull it back together. All are those Bulldogs in 1995. You know say, that whatever what we're doing, we're doing together. The Bulldogs in 1995 had Terry Lamb, and he was the spiritual leader, and he was the heart and soul, and I think he was the one that drove them on. Well, I still think at the guts of... Who's what, our spiritual leader? Who's going to drive us on? Who's, well, at the guts of us, we have number... Well, obviously, C.S. Oliola is the spiritual leader of our club. He's not even playing. He's Yeah, but he's still there. He's there. Josh Papali, there's a spiritual leader aspect to him. Josh Hodgson is still there. Jared Croker, these are people who have passion. They're all on the outer one way or another. Elliot Whitehead. Yeah, yeah, but... Well, Elliot Whitehead, he's the man. But it doesn't matter who they are. They need to bond together as one unit to drive this forward because that's the only way it's going to happen. And that's what we really need to be, be looking we, at. Is here. this still who's got a lift? Well, yeah, it's all yeah. of us. But, but, <laughs> but look. Because in the press conference, yeah. I mean, and it was a very contrary press conference from Ricky. Mm. He obviously did want to be there. Yeah. He didn't have his mate in there asking him a couple of like little Dorothy Dixers. Dorothy Dixers. Sweet, you know. Did you have you, a mate that goes yeah, into the press some, conference some and tries to talk up Curtis. Has an agenda. Tries to talk up Curtis Scott. Unbelievable. <laughs> Who would do that sort of thing? He said he, couldn't, he said he couldn't fault the effort. Well, I'm really calling out the effort because in the second half, I mean, I know there are mitigating factors, mm. but what summed it up, and, and talking of your man Curtis Scott, the moment when the ball dropped on the ground with five minutes to go at Curtis Scott's feet and Musgrove from the Knights leapt you know, from two metres away to dive on that ball, the Knights wanted it more. So you can't... To say that there was... Our effort was sufficient and it was equal to the Knights is clearly not true. So like I said, I know that that was a very contrary Ricky Stewart press conference and you can't always take everything he says entirely on face value, depending on what mood he's in. Mm. And it seems to be these ones where he's, he's out of Canberra and, you know... He doesn't have as many friends in the room. Yeah. Well, you know, in light of that, you know, and, and you know, we weren't there at the time, so we, we don't know, but we did go out and we reached out to uh, Ricky's uh, brother-in-law, uh, half-brother, half-brother, Danny Stewart, and uh, he's got some words of wisdom for us. <coughs> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, half-brother of a uh, Canberra Raiders coach, uh, Ricky Stewart. <coughs> Judge a man by his questions rather than his uh, answers, said 18th century French philosopher Francois Marie Araye. <coughs> well, going on that philosophy, Jake Duke, you're a fuckwit, mate. Asking Ricky if he was uh, fired up. Fuck me. I'll let a gut full of crap. <coughs> I've had a gut full of crap, these clowns are uh, uh, writing about the club. And you rode his fiend hopping into us as well. Need to grab a mirror and have a long arm. Look at yourselves. <coughs> it's a... It's uh, times I at least swear you are finding out where your real fans are. You've got to stick solid, ride the uh, lows along with the uh, with the highs. <coughs> and um, you know, just like every other uh, road is fiends, I've been a... Uh, been pretty down in the dumps the last couple of days, but uh, what I do try and remember when uh, things get a bit tough is a uh, <coughs> is uh, to always look on the uh, the bright side of life, <coughs> and uh, that'll be it from uh, me today. And I don't think you can fault that logic. <laughs> I don't think you can fault that logic. Um, you know, once more, Danny Stewart on the money.
on the money. Danny Stewart is is going to be is proving to be a real asset for this show. Look, look, Danny Stewart is. It's a sort of coup that's propelling us, arguably, into the second position. We're number two. (laughs) We're number two. We're still third. third. Um, But you know. So you know that that that's bang on the money. Listen up to that, Jake Duke. But um, you know, there we did have a representative down at, down at Wagga Wagga, and uh, man on the ground, man on the ground, man on the land. Yeah, and and you know, it's time for this week's shark attack. Listen, what's up? I'm uh, standing in a field in Fishwick right now, just kind of contemplating the meaning of life after going to that wretched experience this weekend in Wagga. I think I'm the only one here or the crew that went to the Wagga game. And uh, I have to say that it was pretty, pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah, I know you're going to have to beep, bleep that one out, but you know what? I don't care. It's the only way to describe it. And everyone who listens to this podcast is an adult, except for my son, who probably won't be going to Raiders games anytime soon because I've never seen a human being get actually physically ill the way that he does after the Raiders blow these like games that are completely in their hand. 16-0 at halftime. I know last week I was pleading with people to treat players with some humanity, but I mean, I can't hold back after this week's performance. Like, it was pathetic. It was an embarrassment. And there goes another plane. I wish I could be on it right now, Raiders. That's how bad I feel. Listen. See? There goes the season's hopes and dreams. They're flying away over Queenbean. And they're probably going to crash somewhere in the South Pacific. That's That seems to be this season's trajectory. But yes... Alas, we have magic round this weekend, and uh, I don't see us beating the Bulldogs, honestly. I just don't see us. We could be winning 6,000 nil at halftime, and we'd still lose a game. So, prove me wrong, Raiders. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this despondent feeling all week long. I need a win. Win! Okay, I still love you, but goodbye. Well, look, he's in the he's in the trenches. He might have almost got us thrown out of our sponsorship with a greenhouse, but you know he's still down there. He's still doing the hard yards. John Shark, he couldn't be with us here today because we wouldn't let him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't actually had him. Told him we're recording tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we haven't actually had him in the studio uh, the last few weeks because it's just you know it's it's just been all a bit too serious for Scrappy Doo. Every, he's, dark dog, times. Yeah. he's just there for comic relief really and you know whatever who there cares what some American guy is going to say in our hour of need you know really? he's going to try and make some comparison to the NBA or something you know, NBA we, what, yeah. what, what is the NBA next boat off or something like that I don't know what it is but you know apart from you know just the, the, the dreadful you know results at the moment and things going on there is something that makes me angry in fact you might say it grinds my gears you know what really grinds my gears and you know what really grinds my gears Blake tell me you know, we hit a bit of rocks. After a, a prolonged period of relative success for the Canberra Raiders, we hit a few rocks, hit a few difficulties. And all of a sudden, instead of managing those things and, and going through, everything seems to have exploded. People are running around with their hair on fire, 
smashing out central supports in the walls, screaming like absolute banshees, and everybody is doing this. Unbelievable. Talk about how to absolutely lose everything in a situation. I think we have absolutely nailed five straight losses, and all of a sudden we're in wooden spoon contention. It is absolutely astounding how well all of us, the fans, the players, the coaching staff, could have absolutely all completely dropped our bundle in such a short period of time, and it grinds my gears, Blake. Fair enough. What Fair do you enough. think Lord Funkington thinks? Canberra Raiders, magic round. Magic, geez, there's a word. It's the Canterbury Bulldogs, and I tell you what, if we don't put an absolute ploughing on Nick Kotrick and the team this weekend, we've got real, real problems. I can hack losing. You know, losing's okay. That's where rumours come up in the press where everyone's talking shit about your team and everyone's pretending that everything's a disaster, but it's not. This is the Canberra Raiders. The Raiders will stick together. They'll go okay. Some people might fall by the wayside, but that's okay because the green machine will still be around. And it's all going to start with an absolute belting of the shithouse Canterbury Bulldogs this weekend by at least 56. Stay strong, everybody. All right, Blake. Well, if there's ever going to be a week we're going to win by 56. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this could be the one. Well, let's say so. Or lose by fifty six. I don't think. I don't think if we if we do lose the dogs, I don't think they've got fifty six points in them. Whether or not we've got fifty six, well, yeah, we know Nick Cottridge. You know, he's got some points in him. Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing. So now it's time for everyone's favourite section: Ask Clown of the Week. (laughs) It is. It is, and my ass clan of the week on was it Mon- was it Sunday morning, Monday morning, Sunday, I believe. I got a call got from a call. from my esteemed co-host saying, "Oh, have you heard the audio of Ricky going off at the?" Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was at, Ricky <laughs> at the press conference. I thought it was Ricky. <laughs> not only has it been like five years old and it's been around all that time, it's uh, not even it's not even the NRL. I was just it's talking a- about how we're all running around with our hair on fire. <laughs> Anyway, if you haven't heard it... I I was counting myself in that. If you haven't heard it, this is... We'll play some of the audio now so you can all hear it. I've kept this f***ing so simple this year. It's f***ing hurt me. Where we're at now, tactics-wise, we should have been out in January. But you f***ing don't get it. And even when you do get it, you go back to what doesn't work. What has ever worked for you. And you keep doing it. Keep doing it. Every f***ing week. You keep doing what doesn't work for you. That's why you're dumb. You're shit. You want to put up with that, you shit. You've got to admit that does sound a little bit like Ricky and the rant may be a little bit deserved in the same vein, wouldn't you not say? His number one fan. I am his number one fan. His number one fan. Yeah. Doesn't... I Anyway, I was shocked. So you're an ass clown. The other ass clown that a lot of people are talking about this week, mm. uh, we had a few nominations... A few people got in touch. Hmm. It pains me to say it, but uh, John Bateman coming out this week. I mean, I, Johnny. I'm as big a John Bateman fan as you'll find. I was heartbroken when he left, and um, you're still pining, aren't you, mate? Well, he's not coming back for a while. There, I was thinking, oh, maybe he's a chance. Come. Well, as no. of this week, he is never coming back. No, that's it. He is never coming There's back. There's a line under Johnny. Um, and look, it kind of has reopened a bit of a wound, I think, as well for a lot of people. Him coming out and sort of seem to be speaking out against the club. It's reopened a bit of a wound that yep. sort of was first opened grand final week. Yeah. When, I mean, you know, the most beautiful moment we've had in 30 years. Yep. He, he kind of couldn't have waited till like after the grand final maybe to 
no. to bring that out. I mean, again, Isaac Moses, what can we say? What can we say? What can we say? Well, for me, Ask Man of the Week, there's too many to choose, just one. So uh, we talked to uh, the, the head of our sponsor organisation, The Greenhouse, talked to GE, Ask Clowns of the Week. Is people coming on the forums, on the web pages, on the Facebook pages, and calling out other people as not tree fans and then calling themselves tree fans and all the sorts of pillock CD that? Now, having used the, two, the term true fans in one of my posts, I can see how... You're always banging people. the fans. Yeah, I am. Oh, but he wasn't talking about me. Um, <laughs> That's half the show. People say, "Who's is it? Pork going to bag out the fans again this week?" Totally, I am. Actually, I know I'm not. Those brave souls who ventured down to Wagga Wagga, in spite of the fact the yeah. chances were it was going to be a long, hard drive home. Um, salutations, respect, kudos, respect. Impressed people, and you were there, and you were vocal, and you were there in numbers, and that was impressive. So, no, I'm not going to bag you out this week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you uh, kudos. I guess we need to talk about the Bulldogs match. We do. Surely we can't lose this one, Blake. Well, I mean, Surely. if if we lose this game, I think that I'll need a rest and I won't be doing the podcast next week. Well, maybe we will do reckless <laughs> reckless renovation with Blake and the Pork instead. I won't. I don't think I can. I, if we lose to the Bulldogs, that really will be rock bottom, and I don't think I'll be able to back up again. Okay, so the Bulldogs. This is their lineup. They've got uh, Luke Thompson in the front row. He's played 15 games. They've got Siona Katoa, who came out of uh, Penrith, um, and haven't they improved since Coruscant's been there, uh, hooking. Uh, and then you've got Dylan Napa. Good run in the ball, not so great in defence. <clears throat> then in the second row, you've got Chris Smith. Um, 32 games, decent old player there. You've got in the second row Adam Elliott, who I, I probably think is the pick of that, that pack, would you not say? He's, a, he's very much a worker. Yeah, well, but he's a good worker. And then he got... <clears throat> does his best work with his clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> then he got Renoff Atoni, um, who's played 38 games. Exactly, that's my thought. Games <laughs> and Barul Vikings. I, I don't know anything about the guy who's at lock from them. This is going to make it very difficult to lose to this side, where you think, who is that? You know, his mother doesn't know. Uh, you've got uh, Jake Avarillo, 21-game veteran with the number seven jersey. And it, with the dropping of Kyle Flanagan, you've now got Brandon Wakeham, uh, five, all five foot seven of them played fourteen career games, seventy eight kilos. He's the five eight that's going to rip us apart this week. Um, well, I bagged yeah. out Phoenix Crossland. Yeah, I was about to say pop quiz. Can you remember the, the name of the guy who did it? He's got a try, didn't he? It's yeah, he did. A nice one, just ghosted through the line. You got Nick Meany in the centres. He's actually a fullback. But he's going to centres. You've got Will Hopoade backing him up in the centres. On one wing, you've got an, uh, another Katoa, six game veteran, right there. Um, and on the other wing, of course, you got our Nick Cottridge. He went there to be a centre and lasted all of um, yeah two weeks. Yeah, well, maybe he'll can come home because that'll be nice. Then you got Dallin Watnay-Zalesniak at the back. Then on the bench, you've got Dietz, Waddell, Silma Fangai, and you've got Dory. Now, that has to be the side, I would say, in the NRL that is closest to uh, Reserve grade. a New South Wales Cup side. Yeah. Like, that, that side in New South Wales Cup... The, the might thing, be competitive. The thing is about you know the the Bulldogs um, salary cap and how it's all out of shape and they need yeah, a yeah. few years. Who's actually getting money there? I, I don't know. They must have back ended stuff that someone else is getting money. They're paying in another club. Is Josh Jackson? Is he injured? Josh Jackson's injured, so well, he I, must be on seven million. And he's worth it because he's a good player. If he was in there, you know, I'd, I'd say we're going to be losing by twenty five. But, but who but, else is on money? Dylan Napa. Oh, I think I think. DeWiz is on 800000 I heard the other night. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, but, it. you Not know, but this this is all Des If we lose... If we lo- yeah, I know. Our side, Emre Gula, uh, Tom Starling, uh, Josh Papali, Papali'i, sorry, uh, Elliot Whitehead, Hattawida Nida, and Hutter Young... Hattawida... Hattawida Nida... Yeah. Did not have a good game. I don't think he's... like. I, and like I said to you before, um, he needs to do more work. He needs to take more runs. I had a look well, at his look, figures. He lose, like ran for like 30 metres or something. If we lose this week, I'll be fully expecting Harry Russian to be in that spot because at that stage we start blooding the youngsters. I don't think... Well, when can we start? There's something where there's people outside of the top yeah, 30, 30 or something. You can up, start bringing in. But that's not till round 16. Yeah, well, it, it's got to be very close. So you've got George Williams and Jack Whiten in the half. But is Harry Rushton in the top squad? We'll get to that. We've yep. got Curtis Scott and Sebastian Chris in the centres. We've Curtis got Scott Bailey Simonson on one wing. Um, Bailey Simonson survives another week. Survives <laughs> another week. Uh, we got, and big news, we've got Semi Valame has come back. The on, exciting return. On, the, the exciting return. We've got Caleb Aikens at the back. On the bench, my man, Josh Hodgson. He is back. Hopefully that bench sojourn is not for very long and he comes on that field because I truly believe people with Josh Hodgson on the field, we are 20 times the size. I still, because the, 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 the thing, right, is that Josh Hodgson got put aside because we wanted Josh Starling on the... Tom Starling. Tom Starling. Josh Starling played for Manly. Tom Starling uh, on the field to inject his pace around the ruck and everything else. Yeah. I still see a scenario where you can have both of them I, I do on the too. field at I the same too. time. And if you look at the way the successful clubs play, the big lock has gone out of fashion again. Because for a while there, on the back of Sam Burgess and people like that, well, your lock was just a third prop. Yeah. But now you look at teams, you look like a Cam Murray. Yeah. You look at a Victor Radley. Yeah, yeah. And the way that um, May comes on for the, um, yep. Yep. For the Panthers, for the and Panthers. he plays almost like another half. Yeah. Surely between Josh Hodgson... And Starling alternating between, and you could alternate them, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Between one of them going to dummy half and the other one playing as a, as a, yeah. as, a as a running, you know, ball playing lock. Yeah, I don't have. A and especially with that. after that first maybe twenty minutes, you know, when yeah. when the game does open up a bit, lost more. a bit of sting. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. So Hodgson after twenty minutes, and then not at the expense of Starling. Yeah, maybe. But have them both on the field at the same time. Well, oh, that's not a bad idea. Then we've got Dynamis Louie making his long way to come back. Well deserved. Well yeah, deserved. well deserved. Spent too much time in there. And remember last time he's dropped and came back? He didn't leave the top side. No. I think we all need a little bit of Nami, don't we? Don't we? Nami Army. Bring yeah, it back. We all need it back. We I'd, got... I'd love to see a strip from Nami. <laughs> I would too. Um, we've got Corey Horsburgh, Big Red. He's at number 16. And Ryan James, briefs to Jordan, New South Wales Cup has ended. Back in the 17 jersey. Um, but uh, so then we get to the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Um, well, we've got Sammy Williams, we've got Matt Tomoko, we've got Saliva Havili, and Harry Rushton. Harry, Harry Rushton. Rushton. Is that the first time he's first made time his name the extended bench? Yeah, yeah. So that's oh, he's looking. Time. He's looking good. He is. He's getting. He's be... looking good. Hopefully, he doesn't get homesick. Oh, he'll get homesick <laughs> absolutely for sure. Um, on the dogs, we they've got Flanagan, Stimson, a man by the name of Sheep. <laughs> Shoop. Let me spell that for you, people. Shoop, it's S C H O U double P. I know absolutely nothing about him, but he'll probably you know, get dropped into the side and score a hat trick. You know, at, at Canberra Stadium, and they haven't had it for years, but when players would score a try, they yeah. could choose a particular song yeah, yeah. they could play. Oh, it'd have to be the Shoop Shoop song, wouldn't it? Or, or I was thinking Shoop, the, what's the salt and pepper one? Shoop, 
Shoop boo. Or shoop shoop diddy wakama wang dang. He can have a different one. There's so many. <laughs> I never quite understood the wakama wang dang song, but there you go. But yeah, there are a few, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. Salt and pepper would probably be the one you'd want if something good. But if it has some... more, fits more with the bulldogs sort of <laughs> if yeah, you did urban vibe. Bad, yeah. <laughs> depending on what he did, you go down. And then of course you've got young Ogden. Um, on the bench there. Um, What's happened to Ockenball? He's injured as well. As he must I be. think he's injured, yeah, yeah. Um, so, look, it's touch and go. I, I think I'm just giving the, 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 the extended bench to the Raiders on the back of Saliva Havili being there, and I think he's probably the most credentialed player on that bench now, uh, apart from maybe Kyle Flanagan. And by the way, people having a go at Kyle Flanagan for tearing up when he's dropped... Take a good look at I yourself. I don't think anyone's having a go at him. For no, 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 I don't was... think they're having I think the more people are having a go at the Bulldogs for like, why are you, are you putting him up in front of the cameras? Oh, yeah. Hi, Alan yeah. Sung here, former Canberra Raiders captain. And you know what? I don't really listen to podcasts, but if I did, I'd probably listen to the third most popular Canberra Raiders one, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Who's your, who's your listener of the week? <laughs> listener of the week. Andrew Pellicciotti. You're an idiot. He's, he's, he, sent us, he sent us a message. Not, not Andrew. You're not an idiot. Blake <laughs> yeah, is an idiot. Yeah. Andrew sent us a message. Sometimes um, I think you just do this shit to rev me up. <laughs> I'm almost positive that's what you do. Okay, tell me about Andrew. I'll stop interrupting. It's good for the show. Andrew sent us a message during the weekend. He said, the third best Canberra Raiders podcast. I said, hang on a minute. We never said we were the third best. No, we never said anything about best. We said we were the third most popular. Most and then, popular. And then... I think he felt a bit bad because then he sent me another message apologising. But anyway, Andrew, it's all good. It is all good, Andrew. We, we didn't take it to heart. We really don't. We've got thick skins. And we could take it if you said we were the fourth best. Yeah. I reckon there's a solid argument for that. But after everything, <laughs> after everything, people, there are, in fact, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. There's so many. I've but, got a whole list. Okay, well, I'll go through mine first. Okay. We're now in real rebuild. I think we can fully accept we're in rebuild, so we can put away all those stupid hopes and dreams that we had and go back to rebuild. And that's good because it means we can put our expectations of any sort of good things happening away. There's a bit of a... So if we're going to touch on the subject of the rebuild, there's a bit of a dark side to the rebuild because on one hand, I thought, okay, George Williams leaves, Josh Hodgson potentially leaves Mm. the end of this year. We could have one and a half million, 1.6 million freed up in the cap Mm. to go out into the market. Yep. There's not that much on the market no. that you want. No. You know, there's 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 halves on the market, but whether whether you know you'd actually want them or not is another thing. And not only is there not much, even if we did, you know, find someone that we wanted to throw an enormous sum of cash at, say an Adam Reynolds or a Kalen Ponga. Yeah, both or, on the market. Well, I think he's got. I think it's one of the ones he's got an option. The likelihood of those players coming here are not great. Well, and we could find ourselves back in a sort of a 2014 dark day scenario where we've got money to spend and we just can't actually get anyone to come here, which is why we went to England in the first place, which is why we signed Josh Hudson in the first place. Yep. So we couldn't get, we had money to spend on high profile targets and you know, the NS, Tedesco, etc., etc. Yeah, 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 that's right, they did. But, yeah, we can stop having any hope. Then we got... And those are all valid points. Um, CNK is back at training. That was the, that was one of my main reasons to be cheerful. It was good and, to see him running around in the pink shirt. And we did get absolutely hacked on by GE for not mentioning last week the SG ball victory. That is a reason to be cheerful. It is. It is a reason to be cheerful. In, in How old are those guys now? 17. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a bit of there in the future. 
Um, speaking of players for the future and another reason to be cheerful, I've got um, young Xavier Savage is mm. making his debut for the reserve grade team this year. Nice. Now, he's the kid that we signed from Queensland, the oh, sprint yes. champion. Yes. Highlight videos on YouTube. Apparently, we managed to pinch him. The Roosters were after him and we got him, which is, you know, it had to happen once. <laughs> yeah, it had to happen eventually, didn't it? Well, they wanted Hodgson, but they were only offering him two seasons and we gave him three. That's why he came here. Yeah, but also, too, he was... Ricky had guaranteed him starting spot, whereas there he was actually going to be um, back up to Jack Friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a good deal. But yeah, no, that's that. It was is, a good deal. That is a, a reason to be cheerful. Let's hope someone can run fast, catch the ball, and make their tackles. Blake Stradamus. Blake Stradamus. Okay, so I've had a few predictions and a few thoughts have flown to my head. Like one of the things I said last week, and I should a bit of disclaimer with Blake Stradamus is Nostradamus himself was actually rarely right. But just occasionally, <laughs> occasionally he nails this is something. The caveat of the ages, this one. <laughs> occasionally he nails something. Were you terrified of Nostradamus as a child? Oh, absolutely. I, I just, just remember I just lie in bed. Just it's like it. someone, a friend of mine talks about the quicksand theory. You know, it's a thing that you really thought was going to be far more of a problem in adult life than it actually turned out to be. Yeah. I, I just remember seeing like promos for like Nostradamus specials on yeah, yeah. 60 Minutes or... We're all going to die was, in the next 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the, one of the Kennedy families is going to get elected and that's the, you know, the seventh son of the seventh house and someone decided that was the Kennedys and there was going to be nuclear Armageddon. But anyway, so like Nostradamus, <laughs> I mean, Blake Stradamus has a pretty low... It's terrifying, but it's not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> has a pretty low strike rate. Um, I actually said predicted last week <laughs> that um, Josh Hodgson had played his last game in green, so that's I've been wrong. I'm really? happy to be wrong. Happy to be wrong. I'm glad you're wrong. I told you you were an idiot um, last week, did I not? So Pork Stradamus was absolutely spot on right. <laughs> I predicted you were an idiot. You are an idiot. So there you go. Semi Valame would never wear green again. I said that as well. And also thankfully, wrong. thankfully wrong. But um, I just had a weird premonition. And it's a weird feeling, and and. In terms of the half merry-go-rounds, and it all came about. I saw this guy on the street a couple of weeks ago. It probably wasn't Moses Mbai, but it looked a bit like him. And I thought Moses Mbai is going to be joining the Raiders in 2022. I'm not saying I want this to happen, but I think it's a distinct possibility. And if it does happen, remember where you had it first. Well, you also did point out that Oliver Gildart was a chance, and he's now going to sign for the West Tigers. I know. Which, I still think he would have been a good signing because he, while he's not the biggest um, he's fast. center, he's very fast. And, and, he's and, and one one of the things that we are missing undoubtedly this year is Speed. pace. Yeah. yeah, there's no question. Well, thank you for staying with us. Uh, faithful Rage Review with Blake and the Pork fan. This is, We are, well, arguably the third most popular Raiders podcast on the interweb. Coming soon, we've got uh, next week, we've got the Storm at home on Saturday night. So that's going to be a joyous occasion. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Oh, that makes it that. Actually, I'm already feeling unwell and anxious just at the prospect. Look, there's one that calls out this is the one for the true believers. You know, like. The, I'll be there. The people I'll be there. Turn, and I'm talk, talking about true fans. I'm not talking about true fans. I'm talking about the sort of people who say, this is my side. I'm just going to turn up. Know how the sort of people I was who, like there you and I were there through. for the '68 four. Um, <laughs> the people who are there, you know, you got to go and turn up because there's fair weather and then there's us. You know, we just are gotta... we wearing the indigenous jersey for 
I don't to know. This game it didn't, is it this one or next one? Because we always lose an alternative. Oh well, that's what I was about to say. Always. Unless it's the Ricky Stewart Foundation. Because when I think of those that terrible 2013, 2014 period, I'm having visions of like an Anzac jersey against Cronulla, the Hulk jersey, the, and of course the infamous oh, the Hulk, the Hulk, Hulk jersey. jersey. Oh my god, the Hulk the jersey. jersey. That was just oh, and, and every time we do one of the um, the military themed ones. Well, that's what I'm saying. The Anzac one, we had like camo one yeah. against the Sharks, and Todd Carney was playing for the Sharks. And we got absolutely creamed. Yeah, absolutely no, we shouldn't counter. ever wear alternate jerseys except the Ricky Stewart one. But yeah, I, even if we lose to the Bulldogs on the weekend, I will still attend. Oh, yeah. the, I'll attend the storm. I may we may not do a podcast. If we lose to the Bulldogs. Or it may just be, you know, 15 minutes of Blake and I crying and saying, yeah. why, why, and the sounds of blowing noses and snorting. <laughs> <laughs> speaking speaking of uh, if we lose to the Bulldogs, mm. how good will Ricky's press conference be if we lose to the Bulldogs? Do you know what the plan is for the press conferences at Magic Round? I don't. I don't know. They want to have them out. In fr- they want to have like a live press conference with the fans all there. Oh, and Wayne and Wayne Bennett's already said he refuses. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the operations manual, which I know they don't pay any attention to when it comes to trainers on the field. In the operations manual, they said they have to take to speak to the press. They do not have to. Could speak you imagine to the fans. if we lose to the Bulldogs and then Ricky has to front up and but, do a press conference in front thing. of a bunch of hot, bunch of like Queenslanders heckling him the whole time? If we win or we lose, that would happen with Ricky. We could win by 73 points and people would still lay into Ricky. It doesn't matter what he does. People take joy in his failure. Maybe. People take joy in making him upset. Maybe we need to fly the coach whisperer. You're not going to Magic Round? Fly the coach whisperer up for the conference to Magic Round. The coach whisperer. Yeah. Yeah. Soothe. Done, done, done. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway. Soothe the angry man. Look, look, look. Well, one, one message that Blake and I really, when we're leaving you now, want to, want you to take out of this, all you Raiders supporters, is for God's sake, don't stop believing. Hey, is that Lord Funkington? <laughs> you know a girl, and i got something very special for you today. Just a Quangers girl Living out in Carabao She took the Dean's bus to the stadium Just a Tuggers boy Born and raised in Theodore He took the game day bus to the stadium A hooker in the massage room Sensing the impending doom For a while he can dream The winds they go on and on and on and on Raiders waiting Up and down the inner pole Their green hearts bleeding in the night Clap, 
Even just to win the big one or picking a rival fan for a fight. Trying hard to hold the pill, but everybody's had a spill. Wishing anything to get that pass Just one more time Some will win, most will lose It seems we're born to sing the blues And the second halves never end They go on and on and on and on Raiders waiting For the time out turn will come out Hopes just fade away in the night Gutted people Living in a cage of emotion Crying somewhere in the night For me that was loose heads Hold on to that feeling. Hold on, everybody. Raiders, people. Ooh.